welcome to the Church Home Podcast. My name is David and I get the privilege of serving as CEO here at Church Home and I'm so glad that you joined us here today. In just a moment, you're gonna hear an encouraging message from Chelsea around the person of Jesus and his love for you. But if we can serve you as a community in any way, we would love to do so. And the best way for that to happen is to actually chat with a pastor, which you can do on our pastor chat tool on our website at churchhome.org or on the Church Home app. And hey, if you've been listening to these messages and this podcast and have been impacted in your walk and journey with Jesus, we wanna invite you to join those who so generously contribute to tell the story of Jesus through Church Home across the globe. And you could do so by texting the word generosity to the number 97,000. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this message. Hey, Church Home, we are so excited to be with you here from this gorgeous city of Singapore. I know Judah mentioned that we were here with New Creation Church, who we love dearly and are so excited to be in partnership with churches that are wonderful here. And I'm really to take a moment to be here in Singapore to participate with members from Church Home all over the world who practice their faith with Church Home. And really, I'm so excited about this talk for these next few moments because we get to focus on, as we're taking these moments to focus on the last conversation that Jesus had with his disciples before he went to the cross. You know, as Judah mentioned last week, there's something so significant about last words about last moments. And this lesson that Jesus was about to teach his disciples, I love it because he actually didn't teach it with words. He taught it with actions. And if you're familiar at all with John chapter 13, it's the story of Jesus washing the disciples' feet. And as we look at this story here together, I wanna consider this question. You and I, if you're a follower of Jesus, we know that we have been made righteous. We know that we've been forgiven. We know that God has forgotten all of our wrongs and all of the things that we've ever done that have missed the mark. God has completely forgiven us. It's incredible. But what do we do with the real fact that I know I've been forgiven, but I have not yet to be perfect on any given day? Every day that I've lived my life following Jesus for the last few years, I have made some mistakes here and there, much more along the way. And so what do we do with that reality, with that knowledge, knowing I know I've been made righteous, but I'm still making mistakes. I'm still not perfect. What do I do? I believe that's what God wanted to show his disciples when he washed his feet. And so here in John chapter 13, in the first few verses of the chapter, we see the story of Jesus washing the disciples' feet. Now, when I was in eighth grade, so I would have been 13 or 14, years old, the church I was a part of that I grew up had a transition service and the church was passed from one pastor to the other pastor. And for this beautiful sacred moment, there was this foot washing service. And I'm like 14 years old and I'm watching this man get on his kneel on his hands and knees and wash this other pastor's feet. And it was this beautiful ceremonial moment. But you know, in Jesus' day, that's not what feet washing was. It wasn't ceremonial. It wasn't to represent something other than simply cleaning the dirty feet that somebody had walking through the dusty streets of Jerusalem. Everybody in there had open-toed sandals, like similar to what I'm wearing. And so you'd walk the dusty streets and feet got dirty. And so when you would come to somebody's house, it was customary for a servant to come and wash the feet. And it wasn't the head servant. It wasn't the servant who was in charge of other things. It actually would have been the job of one of the lowliest servants in the household to wash 
the dirty feet of guests who came in. Now, this summer, we had a bunch of guests come in throughout the summer. And at one point, we had toddlers, my family with toddlers staying in our guest room. And then a few weeks later, a few days later, my parents were coming and staying. And I don't know, it's so bizarre. I'm a woman in my mid-40s. It shouldn't matter. But there's still something in me that wants to impress my mom. Even though my mom is the least judgy mom who's ever been in the history of moms, I still want to impress her. And so because there was toddlers and my parents were going to be in this bathroom, I needed to make sure the toilet was cleaned. So what did I do as a good mother of teenagers? I sent my kids into the room to clean the toilet. And then I went and had inspection. And I won't mention which kid it was that cleaned the toilet, but I realized my children do not know how to clean toilets. You know what they did? They just sprayed the top and then they sprayed the top of the seat, but they didn't like open it up and scrub on the inside and scrub around. Cause you know, toddlers, they don't necessarily know how to get all the things, the right liquids in the right places. And so it was a mess. And my kid's version of cleaning the toilet was not effective. So I had to go back in there and I'm scrubbing the toilet and getting it nice and clean so that my mom could be impressed with my housekeeping skills when she came to stay with me. Really a much more equivalent to the act of feet washing would actually probably be the act of toilet cleaning. Think about who you respect, person who you respect, somebody who you look up to. Maybe you've never even met this person, but somebody who just has your awe and your respect. When I think of this person, I actually think of Abby Wangabi, who's on our, on our board. She's this beautiful, regal woman. She owns several businesses, has hundreds and hundreds of employees, and she is just so wise and so spiritual, and we're so honored to have her on our board. And so I picture Abby, and I, I picture her standing right outside of a bathroom. And before I go in, that she would insist on washing the toilet for me. Now, if she were to do that, Miss Abby, who I respect so much, I would sit there and I would say to her, she was offering to clean the toilet before I came in. I would say, oh, Ab Abby, no, 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 no. You don't have to do that. I, I, you don't have to clean the toilet. I, I can pee on a dirty toilet. It's really okay. And I think that would be pretty much all of our response. If somebody who we really respected offered to clean a toilet right in front of us. And you know, that's what Peter did. When Jesus went to wash the disciples' feet, it says that he washed all 12 of their feet, one by one by one. And then he got to Peter and Peter said, oh my gosh, Jesus, no, I'm not worthy for you to wash my feet. You can't wash my feet. And I love that response because I think that is a normal response for somebody who is accepting something from somebody who they really respect and admire. But you know what Jesus' answer was to Peter? I love it so much. Jesus said, no, Peter, if you want to do life with me, you have to let me wash your feet. And then Peter, who I love, he kind of reminds me of Judah. He was a very passionate man. Everything he did was like big and ostentatious and full of passion. And so Peter says to Jesus, well, if it's about feet washing, then don't just wash my whole feet. You've got to wash my whole body. Wash all of me. <laughs> I'm sure Jesus is like, okay, Peter, you're actually, all of you has been made clean. It's just your feet that need to be washed. And what Jesus was saying in that instant is, I've already made you righteous. I've already forgiven you. You are who you are by the grace that I have made for you to be. But you've been walking the dusty streets of Jerusalem, and so your feet need to be clean. And so in that moment, Peter said, okay, I will let you wash my feet. And Jesus sat and he washed Peter's feet. And you know what it takes for somebody to serve you? for somebody who you respect to serve you in something that seems a little dirty, 
something that feels a little unsavory, something that doesn't feel great. But do you know right now at this moment, Jesus still wants to wash your feet. Jesus knows he's made you righteous. His blood is perfect. Nothing is more powerful than that. Nothing can undo the righteousness he has given you. But living life on these streets, even though Singapore has the cleanest streets I've ever been on, it's really amazing. But living life on the streets, metaphorically, we get messy, we get dirty. I'm raising teenagers. I lose my patience all the time. I'm not always nice to my husband the way I should be. We are living life and we get dirty. We get impatient. We don't do things right. And Jesus's invitation to us as he is washing the disciples' feet and as he wants to wash wash our feet is, let me get involved in your dirt. Let me get in there like the dirt between your toes and the dirt under your toenails. And I want to get in there and I want to make you clean. Because have you had that feeling? Oh, I hate it when my feet feel dirty. But Those moments when your feet get clean, you realize, ah, it feels so good. I don't even need a whole shower because now my feet are clean. Jesus wants to get in your dirt with you. He wants to serve you. He wants you to be involved and he wants to be involved with you in all of the things that you're facing, that you're struggling, that you're ashamed of, maybe the things you don't even like about yourself in this moment. Would you let Jesus wash your feet? Would you let Jesus serve you? I know that he is God of God. He is King of Kings. He is Lord of Lords. The Bible says he is the fullness of the Godhead in bodily form. There is nobody like our Jesus, but can you imagine he wants to serve you and he wants to wash your feet. Will you let him serve you? Will you let him do the mundane tasks for you? And that does something so beautiful and freeing in our mind, in our heart, in our lives, when we open up the dirty, embarrassing, unsavory places to Jesus, and we just let him come in and say, Jesus, wash my feet. I will let you serve me. And I tell you what, if you've never had those moments with Jesus, if you've never had those encounters, if you've never just had an honest, open conversation. You know, the other day, I had probably the most honest conversation I've had with Jesus in the last couple of years. And I just went through all the things that, Jesus, here's what I'm feeling about this. Here's what I'm feeling about that. I laughed with him. I talked with him. And it was, I can't even describe the refreshing that it brought when I let Jesus cleanse me and wash my feet. Would you do that? Would you let him serve you? Would you let him have moments with you where he gets down into your dirt and to your unsavory parts? He loves you. He wants to do it so bad. And what I love about Jesus is is he's looking at the unsavory parts of our life. He doesn't judge. He doesn't bring shame. He doesn't make us feel regret. All he does is wash and cleanse and renew. And that is exactly what Jesus wants to do for you. But what I love about this story in John chapter 13 is it goes on, Jesus washes all 12 of the disciples' feet one by one by one. And then the story tells us that Jesus sat down and I'm sure he was at the head of the table. I'm sure you've seen pictures of the Last Supper. I don't think those are accurate because I think Jesus is a little light-skinned in most of those pictures from, from how I see him. But nevertheless, you've seen the depiction of Jesus at the Last Supper. And so after he washed the disciples' feet, he sat down and the words that he spoke to his disciples, he said, 
I have washed your feet. Now you go and wash each other's feet. Now here's what's crazy to me. It says several times in this passage that Jesus knew that Judas had already betrayed him. In fact, in one verse, it says that Jesus knew that Satan had actually entered Judas's heart to betray Jesus. And Jesus, knowing that, knowing that Satan himself had filled the heart of Judas and Judas, who had walked with him for years and years, betrayed the life of Jesus and sold him for 30 pieces of silver. Jesus, knowing that, do you know what he did? He washed the feet of Judas. And he took just as much care. He took just as much concern. He took just as much time over Judas that he did with Peter. But do you know that at this moment, Jesus also knew that Peter was going to deny him three times that very night? And Jesus still washed Peter's feet. And then do you know that Jesus also knew that all the disciples were going to leave him? And that night, Jesus washed all of the disciples' feet who were going to leave him. What I love about this is Jesus washed the feet of men who were not worthy, of people who didn't deserve it, of people who were going to hurt him and betray him. And so when Jesus tells us, in the same way that I have washed your feet, I want you to wash each other's feet. Do you know what he was telling us? He was saying, I want you to be humble towards the people who hurt you. I want you to be gracious towards the people who are going to betray you. I want you to live your life in such a way that nothing is beneath you to serve any person. Jesus wants us to live a life of forgiving people, of speaking life over people. There's a beautiful verse that talks about washing each other with the water of our words, speaking life over to people, even if they don't deserve it, even if they haven't been kind to you, that we get to live this incredible life of washing each other's feet. Recently, my, one of my sons had a school homework assignment where he had to draw out a family tree and it had to go to his great-grandparents, which would have been my grandparents. So I'm telling him about my grandparents and I remembered a story that I had forgotten. My grandma, who grew up in the 19, 19 teens, so over 100 years ago, her in our country in the Depression era, um, lived a really hard life. And one morning she woke up and she was a little girl, I think about eight or nine, and there was a nickel on her bed and her mother had abandoned her. She never saw her mom again. And in those eras, in those days, to be abandoned by your mom was unheard of. The shame my grandma went through in her life and the hurt that she carried and the rejection that she carried. And she carried that really most of her life. But then when my grandma got to her 70s, she met Jesus. And you know what? Jesus washed her. And do you know what my grandma did? And she had this conversation. It was a beautiful moment. My grandma made a choice to forgive her mom for abandoning her. And in that moment, even though my grandma had been hurt and rejected and experienced shame because of her mom, she forgave her. And that released her to an incredible free life that can only come from having had Jesus wash your feet to doing those acts of service and kindness you know, that life only comes from having experienced the love of Jesus, the washing of Jesus, and then giving that to others. Now, as we conclude, I want to read one verse to you. And this verse is one of the most powerful verses in the Bible that talks about the servanthood of Jesus. It really talks about that Jesus came to be a servant. And in this verse in Philippians chapter two and verse three, in the context of Jesus being a servant, the author Paul here admonishes us to serve others in a similar way. 
and listen to these words. And you have to remember, we're not supposed to do these on our own. These are not things that we are called to do on our own. Listen to what Paul said in Philippians chapter two. He said, be free from pride-filled opinions. Now, I have to tell you, these rules apply to social media. They apply to parenting teenagers. They apply to your book club. They apply to your marriage. They apply to your kid's teacher. They apply to your coworker. With all of these things in mind, imagining living this way, be free from pride-filled opinions, for they will only harm your cherished unity. Don't allow self-promotion to hide in your hearts, but with authentic humility, put others first and view others as more important than yourselves. Can we just pause with that for a second? Can you imagine a life? Can you imagine a community? Can you imagine a world where followers of Jesus let go of our pride-filled opinions and we put others as more important than ourselves? And we imagine that this person over here who is different than me, they're more important than me. And that person over here who is different than me, they're more important than me. And I don't need to express my opinion everywhere I go. We are supposed to do that, not just with people who are worthy of being more important than us, but every single person who we live life with on this planet. And as we're here in this incredible area and region of the world in Southeast Asia, it's such an incredible example to remember that we are all brothers and sisters in Jesus and that we all get to treat each other around the world with this. I just have to read it one more time. Don't allow self-promotion to hide in your hearts, but with authentic humility, put others first and view others as more important than yourselves. Abandon every display of selfishness, possess a greater concern for what matters to others instead of your own interest. And consider the example of Jesus, the anointed one that he has set before us and let his mindset become our motivation. The truth is, it is completely unnatural, I'm actually going to say impossible, to live out this verse of putting people's interests before our own, of living with small opinions. It is completely impossible for us to do that on our own strength. We're human beings. We have a human nature. We want to do things the way we want to do them. And we like our opinions because they're our opinions and we think they're right. At least that's how I feel about mine. But something supernatural happens when we let Jesus wash our feet when we let him get into the grime of our life, even when we know we're not worthy and we don't deserve it, and, and it's, it's almost embarrassing to let him in in that dirt and that grime, when we let Jesus wash our feet, it enables us to wash the feet of other people and live this kind of life. In church, Judah and I have such a passion that church home is going to be a place where we put other people before ourselves, where we're not wise in our own opinions, whether it's a book club or social media or with your teenagers or on your job, that we aren't wise in our own opinions, but we lift up the opinions of other people, whether they're worthy or not, because that is what Jesus does for us. So church, in this moment today, would you imagine what your life would look like if you let Jesus wash your feet? Take these next few moments and literally let him come and wash your feet. You let him get into your dirt, your grime, the realities of your everyday life that take place walking on the streets of your city. And imagine letting Jesus be involved in every one of those grimy, dirty details. 
And when that happens from that place, that is what enables you to serve others, to love others, to put their opinions even above yours, whether those people are worthy of it or not. It only can happen through the gospel. It can only happen through the supernatural forgiveness and love of Jesus. And as we close out this service, I wanna invite you. I talked at the beginning. I said, hey, if you're a follower of Jesus, then you know you've been forgiven. And Jesus forgives your sins. He forgives all of your wrongs and he forgets them. If that's not anything you've ever experienced before, if you've just never said a simple prayer of Jesus, will you forgive me? Jesus, I believe in you. Jesus, I want you to touch me. This is a moment right now for you to just say a little prayer in your heart. Wherever you are, you can just throw your hand up so that you know you're saying this prayer and just say, Jesus, I want what you have. I believe in you. I want you to make me right with you. And all it takes is that one simple moment of faith and trust in him. And right now you're forgiven, you are righteous, and you get to live this beautiful, incredible life, letting Jesus wash your feet every day. Church, we love you so much. Thank you for these moments that we got to share from beautiful, sweaty, hot Singapore together. We love you.